Hello, and welcome to TV Times 3, episode 324. On this episode, we've got some TV news, and then we'll be talking about the second season finale of Jane the Virgin, the third season finale of The 100, the third season finale of Mom, the seventh season finale of Modern Family, and the series premiere of Preacher. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 324. I'm Amory from mytakeontv.com. I'm Jason the TV Holic from tvholic.com. And I'm Ray. <laughs> and she's Ray. In the news, CBS has announced a direct-to-series The Good Wife spinoff is a go for CBS All Access. Currently, um, it looks like, who is it? Christine Baranski and... Cush Jumbo scheduled to participate. Diane and Luca. I just hope because Crowded is canceled that that means we get Carrie Preston as Elspeth all the time, all over the place because she's the best. And maybe Will Patton can join as Mike Tassioni, and they can have an amazing spinoff. And who needs Juliana Margulies? She was a bummer anyway. But that means I have to pay money to see it, which I'm not thrilled about. But we'll see how I feel once I once it happens. Well, they'll play the first episode on CBS, so you'll be able to get a, a look at it, see what... No, they won't. I think they're going to. They're going to play the first episode, just like they're going to do a Star Trek. They're going to play the first episode on CBS. Well, that's stupid. they got to market it, try and get people to <laughs> see it, like it, pay and, the and pay the five ninety five or whatever pay for the CBS. dollars to watch the next episode. That's right. It's all marketing. Sure. Showtime has canceled House of Lies. And the series finale airs, I think, like Sunday. So it's not like they canceled it and gave it more time. <laughs> they canceled it and they're like, bye, the last episode they shot is the last episode. <laughs> I like this piece of news. Talk a bit about ABC, CBS, and the CW fall schedules. We're not. Did you talk about NBC and Fox previously? Yeah, we talked about yeah, that was last Fox week, and right? NBC because they had already announced by the time we were recording. So The CBS comedies based on trailers alone are as CBS comedy as they possibly can be. Well, everything is kind of, uh, I don't know, each network is sort of like retreated to, this is sort of our thing, so we're going to do yeah. more of that, which, you know, is is kind of working for them, so, uh, and some of the times where they've taken, you know, they've taken some swings to try and twist something up or do something a little bit different, mm-hmm. nobody watches, uh, even something that ABC kept, like American Crime, which gets some critical praise. Nobody is watching it. I mean, like less people yeah. are watching that almost really than than any of the the cable type series that it's trying to be like. Uh, so I don't know. It's uh, but quickly just to, to mention what the uh, the schedules are. Uh, ABC will have America's Funniest Home Videos, Once Upon a Time, uh, Secrets at Lies, finally getting the second season <laughs> to to air. That's it, been shot and done for six months. Yeah, that went from, okay, it's going to be a mid-season, maybe summer. Oh, we're just going to put on the fall schedule. Yeah. And then Mondays will be Dancing with the Stars and New Show Conviction. Tuesdays will be The Middle, American Housewife, Fresh Off the Boat, The Real O'Neills, and Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So kind of interesting. They're going to an, uh, back-to-back nights of two-hour comedy blocks. Mm-hmm. So Wednesday will be The Goldbergs, Speechless, Modern Family, Blacklish, followed by Designated Survivor. Uh, Thursday will be Grey's Anatomy, New Show Notorious, and How to Get Away with Murder. And then ABC on Fridays will be Last Man Standing, Dr. Ken, Shark Tank, 
and 2020, and then college football on Saturdays. I do think it's kind of interesting that they, you know, once they sort of decided that, hey, this family comedy thing is working for us, <laughs> that they've really expanded that out. And now they're going to have, going to be tried two nights, two nights mm-hmm. of it. I mean, do what works. I like yeah. pretty much all of them. I can't stand the idea of that freaking dog in the dog video show. That's a mid-season, but... Yeah, that one, se- that seems like a bit of an outlier from the rest of the... Yeah. Uh, the rest of what they've got going. Yeah, that that one seems sort of strange. I mean, even just from the... Like, watching the trailer, which is... You know, they've knocked down the, the 21 minutes to, like, four minutes. Mm-hmm. You would think there would be something funny in it. But I don't know. It just, I don't know. That that one seemed weird. I liked all of the human interaction. I hated the dog. The <laughs> dog is the star of the show. ABC, Conviction looks good. Ray, have you watched any? Um, what's the Kristen Bell one? Oh, The Good Place on NBC. That's the only one I've watched. Okay. Ray's just waiting for the actual fall season to start before she, when she actually has to make some choices on, on what she might want to watch because by the time we get there, some of these shows might get rescheduled. I mean, Fox has already right. done. Exactly. Fox has already done it. Fox has already done it once. So, so who knows? It's the truth. And then you have a trailer for something like MacGyver. MacGyver. Which they're scrapping the whole thing except for two of the actors. And so like, is anything and when you, you say see the whole actually. Thing, it's, it's the creatives. It's everything. It's every person involved except the lead. Yeah, so it's like, okay, so why are you showing us this? What's at, the point? At, at all, that is, none of this is going to be there. Yeah, here's here's a few of the best clips from the thing that we're not doing. But anyways. So outdated. <laughs> the rest of CBS will be 60 Minutes, NCS, Los Angeles, and Madam Secretary, followed by Elementary on Sundays. Mondays will be... Big Bang Theory, followed by Kevin Can Wait, Two Broke Girls, and The Odd Couple, and then Scorpion, and then after... I'm sorry, did you say Heaven Can Wait? No, Kevin Can Wait. Kevin. Okay, Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Kevin. (laughs) And then after football, that'll switch around, and Kevin Can Wait will lead off the night, and that'll be followed by Man with a Plan. And then Tuesdays will be NCIS, followed by Bull, and then NCIS New Orleans. Wednesdays is Survivor, Criminal Minds, and Code Black. Thursdays is Thursday Night Football. And then after football, it'll be Big Bang Theory, The Great Indoors, Mom, Life in Pieces, and Pure Genius. And then Fridays, the aforementioned MacGyver, followed by Hawaii Five-O and Blue Bloods. And then reruns and 48 Hours on Saturday. It's a very, as you said, it's a very CBS schedule. Kevin can wait and man with a plan both seem like almost Terrible the, shows. almost the same show, but also feel like such throwbacks to basically like the last show that Kevin James was in. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Except now he he's retired and has kids, but his wife is still hot. So that, that feels like a nineties comedy to me. And then you have man with a plan with Matt LeBlanc, which Apparently, they're going to be doing some recasting because they yeah. basically featured nobody else in the- Well, Jenna Fisher, they featured her in the trailer. She's not in the show anymore. They, like, tried to, sh- like, show her, like, the least amount possible that they actually uh, that they actually could. 
But they're both shows basically about how dads are now babysitters. Well, dads shouldn't be babysitters. Dads are dads. They're going to be stay-at-home dads or they have to actually deal with the kids now because apparently they're dads that have never... Apparently Kevin James is a dad that has been a cop and has now retired but has never dealt with anything regarding the kids somehow. Well, duh. There wouldn't be a show if he did. Because uh, that's how it works. But I don't know. I don't know. Bull looked very CBS-like. I was surprised how much I liked the Bull trailer. Because I'm not a Michael Weatherly fan. You know, it's just another take on the lawyer show, you know, that's uh, yeah. doing the jury consultant route. Based on Dr. Phil. So, you know, that could that could be interesting. And then they're popping it right after NCIS. So that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's I don't that. Know. And then lastly, uh, the CW, which... Uh, Mondays will be Supergirl on its new network, followed by Jane the Virgin, then The Flash, followed by new show No Tomorrow on Tuesdays, Arrow, followed by new show Frequency on Wednesdays, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, followed by Supernatural on Thursdays, and then The Vampire Diaries, followed by Crazy Ex-Girlfriend on Fridays. Supernatural is that show where they're like, let's throw it at the wall and see where it sticks, and it just lands... On every night, at every time, whenever you need it. Well, it's basically I mean, the show that kind of a show. <laughs> it's basically the show that they're just like, where do we have a hole? Oh, we'll just stick it. Yeah. There. I mean, I was just going to say, at this point, the fans are the fans of that show. You're not. You're not really yeah. adding. <laughs> you're not really adding people. And at this point, they're so committed, you're not losing people either. So, they just follow it around. Yeah, um, the trailers for the CW shows I actually didn't hate. I mean, I don't. I'm not a Peyton List fan. Peyton List, the elder. I'm not a Peyton List, the younger fan either. But um, I am a Riley Smith fan. So Frequency, I never saw the Frequency with Dennis Quaid, so I don't know if I would like it or not. Um, but No Tomorrow looked really charming because Joshua Sassy is just so hot. <laughs> I mean, he's just so hot. So, Ray, you should watch the No Tomorrow trailer. <laughs> Priority number one. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it, no Tomorrow sounded kind of interesting. I mean, it sort of looked like it would fit in with, you know, Jane the Virgin and Crazy Ass Girlfriend, mm-hmm. you know, type of uh, shows that they're, you know, that they're going, at least from the uh, CB- CBS side of things, that seems to be the type of stuff they're putting onto the CW. Uh, and then I like the Frequency trailer, even though it's, while there's no actual time travel like taking place, it's one of what like a half dozen time travel type shows yeah. uh, that are coming to fall TV or to, or at least at some point in the in the new season. So many mm-hmm. shows that have some sort of time travel bit added to them. But I I I thought that one looked uh, like looked pretty good, and so I'll be definitely uh, looking forward to checking that one out. But that's the schedules that were announced after we recorded last week. So that's our news. Prime time! Jane the Virgin. Season 2, episode 22, chapter 44, season finale. It was really sweet when Michael said his vows in Espanol, friends. It was really sweet. I might have teared up a bit. I might have as well. And I liked that he looked at Alba to make, you know, she nodded. And I was like, oh my god, what's coming? And then I was crying. Um, And I loved Jane and uh, Rogelio's dance. (laughs) Loved them dancing. That was fun. And I loved how important the day was to him. And he kept calling it his big day. So she just has a rose mask or a Susanna mask. Was Susanna ever real? No, I don't believe she ever was real. 
It's but, weird. But not just the not just the the, the mask. Amory's okay. <laughs> On top of the mask and the thing to change her voice, the biggest problem I had is that is she always carrying around a gun with a silencer? Like just in case somebody figures it out? Yeah. That just seemed like I mean that's number one rule of like being a criminal. Like you're always <laughs> you always have <laughs> A gun with a silencer on so you could shoot somebody in the middle of a hotel just in case they all of a sudden figure it out because... Because you, know, you don't know Tuscaloosa or whatever. Because you didn't know how. Um, and also the Petra thing. Yeah, that's the other thing that I I don't get either is I don't get how when she takes over her sister's persona, she can talk perfect English, but yet... Well, she, she talked perfect English... To their mother, because she's been practicing as Petra. Did you not see that scene in the jail a couple of weeks ago? No, I did, but it, it didn't seem like a, I, I I don't know. It didn't seem like enough that. Uh, oh sure, it's absurd. I, I still I still don't get the. <laughs> I did like the hashtag petrified. I did. Find, I did like that. Too. I did find that funny. <laughs> But <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I I enjoy the show, like you said, like the you know the dance numbers and and all of that type of stuff uh, was all fun. And then, but then there's stuff that even within this heightened reality world, things happen that you go, wait, what? Yeah. Like, and now she's gonna be. I'm now she's gonna be a. Not only did she have a baby without having sex, now she's a. I mean, let's be real. She's probably a widow without having sex. This poor girl. Because, he, I mean, Michael's going to die, right? Well, if he somehow survives after getting shot point blank in the heart, <laughs> I mean, unless it's one of those just missed Maybe everything. he'll have a twin. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, seriously. It is a telenovela, right? <laughs> I, I mean, know, they so... did warn us of it before, so. Oh, yeah. I mean, Miles was on Michael Death Watch all season. <laughs> Every week he was like, Michael's still going to die, y'all. Like, he just knew <laughs> it was coming. But I don't know. I just, the show is insane. And of course, Zoe is pregnant with Esteban. Of course. Though, do we know for certain it was, I guess so, because she was broken up with Rogelio for a yeah, while. It's been, yeah, it's been, uh, at least on, at least what we've seen on the show, that's the only person she's been with and been broken up for a while, so. I mean, it seems awfully early from when she's been with him to suddenly knowing yeah. she's pregnant, but. That's why I'm who am like, I to judge? Really him? I don't know. What else is happening? I, I still can't wrap my head around the whole Susanna was not a real person thing. Is that? I mean, not to mention the fact that Bridget Regan is like 10 feet taller than <laughs> <laughs> She got platforms on, too. Come on now. Yes, I guess. I don't know. There's just so many questions I have. And I mean, and... isn't she like a total? I mean, I guess they hadn't had sex yet, right? That's what the. That's what the whole thing was. Yeah. Because she's like totally a white, like, White, white, white girl versus. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how you disguise your whole body. <laughs> yeah, so I guess that's why they hadn't done it yet. I don't know. <sighs> I mean, I get that it's partly just the ridiculous. Like, I think the show itself is just doing the embracing the ridiculousness, right? To yeah. some degree, but it still was a moment where I was just like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, all of a sudden it turned into an episode of Mission Impossible. She whipped off her whole her whole upper body head thing. I was like, <laughs> the hell is going on? <laughs> oh my god. 
I mean, it's not enough that I'm going to give up on the show because it's the heightened reality, like you mentioned. But the show is not a yeah. show I'm quickly catching up on these days. I'll tell you that. Yeah, since I had five. Is that what I told you guys? Five yeah. or six? <laughs> and even when I went to watch them, I was just like, ugh. <laughs> I, would, I mean, I would watch and enjoy to some degree the episode, but as soon as I had to go put the next one, I'm like, oh, I have, I have four more. <laughs> <laughs> so I really was like, I don't know if I can watch the show next season. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Jane the Virgin is on notice. Yeah, I guess see how it, it starts out. I, I guess that's how they keep her the Virgin, huh? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's always been the kind of show that – you know, ever since the beginning is you keep going, like, how do they keep this going? And they did a good job for the first season. And then the second season, even though we know, like, it's telenovela. And even when they bring on the twin and then they do the whole thing about twins on telenovelas. I mean, that was kind of funny and stuff. But yet still, the whole situation just seems, you know, even with all of that, when stuff yeah. starts feeling too ridiculous for this show... I think you have a problem. <laughs> yeah, very true. So so on notice, I think, until we see what happens in season three. Um, next up, Modern Family, season seven, episode 22, double click. It's funny. I was driving home today, and I had double click to put caps lock on my phone, and I couldn't get it off. And I... That was what that to me was. I mean, the show is long in the tooth, and it's not like my favorite show anymore. It's not my first comedy I catch up on. But the scene of Jay not understanding the difference between a double click and just clicking slowly twice, <clears throat> and Manny's that was the first time I used the F word. Like, <laughs> that was really, I thought that was really well done because it's like trying to, if I was trying to explain that to my father, I would be having the same situation. I thought they did a good job of showing both sides of it. Like the, I'm sure yeah. the older people who are watching are like, no, he's double clicking it. He's like, yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm hitting it twice. No, exactly. that's not the same. <laughs> I just like that's that. the it's perfect the argument. Oh my god, oh my god, I loved um, Lily's perm because anything bad that happens to that kid, I love it. I just, I don't know. If Cam and Mitch left the show forever, I wouldn't be heartbroken. But I really like that. I like the Haley and what's his name storyline. And I hope that he's not gone forever because I really like that. They're like growing her up and they're like making her almost one of the adults in the story. And Luke, Luke is having, is he having sex? That's he's, it just dumbfounds me because he's such a, a, a doofus, but he's sneaking girls in. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it must be a hard thing to deal with, with what's his face. Uh, Andy. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure he, <laughs> he's he got some heat on him to be doing movies and things. So I'm sure it's, it's like, it must be a weird thing where like it, they have really good chemistry and that storyline is really good, but how far can you take it? I don't want to see Cam and Mitch leave the show, but I would agree with you that they have struggled to find interesting stories for them. Yeah. The stories are maybe a little too focused on their gayness. <laughs> That's the right yeah, way it's to say like it. they. No, I know exactly what you mean. Like they can have, they can be normal people too. Like you know what I mean, right? Like I, well, I just feel like they could have normal storylines that also have those things that have, you know what I mean? Like that, yeah, their sexuality or whatever. I'm not even sure this is true, but you could certainly add that as a layer on top of a normal story. But we don't ever seem to get those. 
or at least we haven't in a while gotten those normal stories for them. Yeah. Um, I did love, love, love that nobody knew Alex was coming home or cared that Alex was coming home. And then she made her own welcome home dinner and then nobody thanked her for it. Like, I just love that ongoing thread of her being this child that nobody cares about. Well, what I also liked about it was just to me, I'm like, you're home all the time. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's not like you've been gone for so long that, of course, we would do a welcome home. Like, we've seen you <laughs> exactly all the time. Exactly. So, of course, your family isn't like, oh, my God, you're home. <laughs> like, it's more like, oh, you're home. <laughs> you're just like I normal. They, that they got that little kid to uh, recite Casablanca, basically, which I thought was hysterical. He's a cute kid. And he's not as grating on my nerves as Lily. Freaking Lily. hate that kid. I don't know. I don't I know that they needed Lily's to... when she went to the fridge and saw the picture and was like, I miss you. Oh, yeah. Yes, I do. I mean, she has. It's funny. She has very good one-liners every now and then. And they're usually like the things that make me laugh the hardest. But I think she's a terrible actor. So it's hard. It's hard. Um, and she's like not getting any better. I don't know. It's a show that there, there are episodes where I just go through and I'm like, like the episode where Claire was being tailed by her assistant because Jay was spying on her. Like that is an episode I don't need. But then this episode where Jay, it was just the one where he can't make copies well. And he's like, like he's just clearly an old man. And he, he then writes out all the copies for the meeting. Like yeah. those are things I think are really funny. And I think that they, they're not consistent this long in the show. Um, like, I wish they would be. Like, I look at a, an episode, like, because The Middle just hit season seven, episode 20-whatever, and that show, it's consistent. It's consistent. I love it every week. Um, there's not there's ups and downs, but it's like they don't change their characters out of whim. Like, they're letting their characters grow. I just, their characters aren't changed to serve the story. It's hard. It's weird to me in a way. I mean, I think the reason is because they have so many characters on Modern Family, yeah. which is weird to me in a way because you have so many characters, you would think you have more potential for storylines. Yeah. But maybe not. Maybe it just becomes overwhelming. I don't know. I mean, I actually like Modern Family a lot more than you do, but... I don't... And it's, that's the thing. I don't mean to say that I, like, dislike it. It's no, just no, not consistent enough for me. Um, but it's episodes like this where I, like, do remember why I liked it. And the train episode. I thought the train episode was really well done, because I really like when they're interacting with each other. Like when they're all forced to kind of be like that. And I love the end of right. the episode where they were all leaving messages for each other. Like, I'm not home. Can you water my plants? And then well, I thought it was funny about that was that I didn't realize. <laughs> I didn't actually realize until the end of the episode that none of them had interacted with each other outside of their person. Jay did with uh, Jay Claire. and uh, Claire did. Sorry. Yeah. That's funny. Anybody I didn't else? notice that either. That's funny. But I just, I mean, you know, eight years in, I'm still watching it, and I still do laugh. I just want it to be more consistent. That's all. That's all I ask. So now it's The 100, Season 3, Episode 16, Perverse Instantiation, instantiation? <laughs> Part 2. So what do you think, Ray? <laughs> I don't, okay, the whole City of Light thing is a little weird. So I have a... I, <laughs> I really liked it. Don't get me wrong. I actually really liked this season. I have not read anywhere because I've stopped caring. <laughs> I mean, I'm curious, I guess, what fans think of the of Lexa's appearance here, but um, I also just had to stop 
like reading about that stuff because I still was enjoying the show. So it was affecting my (laughs) take on the show, I guess. But so there was a couple of moments that were a little, I don't know, weird. Um, I mean, it was interesting to see them in like a modern setting. And and by that, I mean like a city setting. So like seeing (laughs) Clark and seeing Jasper uh, I was a little afraid for Jasper at the very end because I was like, oh. <laughs> Seeing different he... grounders and stuff like that, you can still see their tattoos and stuff like that, but they're in business suits and things walking around. Right. So it was interesting in that way. I mean, there were just some things there. Some uh, The heart beating effect was a little <laughs> – not the heart – not the sticking his hand in and making our heart beat so much as the – I don't. I don't know what the like the fake chest they had given her to open the chest. <laughs> I think that was kind of where I was sticking me because one, it didn't look real, but two, I was just like, wouldn't wouldn't there be like I don't know, like you're not doing this perfectly in an ER where it would look perfect like that. <laughs> so it's kind of a weird. I mean, even though I know, like I'm just supposed to. I kept telling myself, you're just not supposed to notice. Like that's not important to the story. <laughs> we have to make a decision here on realistic versus whatever, and that part's not important. <laughs> However, that part was a little weird in and of itself. I was not at all surprised that Octavia (laughs) still took down Pike. I thought they were pretty ingenious with the electrocuting. I was hoping that that would actually fry their chips, but I guess it wouldn't have been enough, right? That was why they were saying before. They could have come up with that solution a lot sooner to help (laughs) deal with the situation if that had been enough to fry it. Still, it would have been kind of cool if they were slowly electrocuting the people who came up and then those people were joining them to help defend against. (laughs) Anyway, so I really enjoyed it, but there were a couple of things that just kind of, I mean, I think it's just more about the effects of, I mean, I guess I'll be interested to see where they go next season because have they like put us on a, (laughs) do we have a limited timeline now? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know because I didn't, that was the one thing is I thought, I thought a lot of stuff worked as, as soon as, uh, you know, Clark gives the idea of, you know, having the blood pump through her so that she can uh, put the flame in her and then right. you know, go into the city of light, uh, you know, and take the, and, you know, by taking the other chip as, as well. Uh, I knew things like I was pretty sure Lexa was going to show up because ultimately, I mean, we only really see we see like you know, the first and then like the last leader, I'm assuming that they could have had all the other leaders in in between show up as well at some point since they were all in, in alley 2.0. But I think that, I think that worked, you know, I storytelling wise, I thought that worked really well though, having her, you know, show up to, to help Clark after she, you know, gets seen. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know things like that. I thought I thought worked really well. But stuff that bothered me a little bit were things like thirty seconds, and then it seemed to take like two, three minutes for that thirty seconds to go by. Mm-hmm. I hate when shows do that. I mean, it was clearly longer than ten seconds when she said ten seconds. Like it, more than ten <laughs> seconds went by. It, it, uh, it, it just felt so much longer than it actually was for her to like make the decision. You know, right there at the end. But I also was not quite sure exactly, like, so they were showing these nuclear plant meltdowns that are happening, that are raising the radiation on the planet, but 
like they were all over the world. So like, how is that a solvable problem? And like, how did that start? Like, when did that happen? Has that been happening all along? It's not a solvable problem. That's Allie's point. Like she's saying, (laughs) she's saying you can't solve it. So all I was trying to do was, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I wasn't sure if we should be trusting what she was saying. Actually, Yeah. I I didn't know that either. Like, is, is she actually showing you, uh, right. something real. I would have liked that to have actually been one of Clark's questions. <laughs> like if she said, like, how do I trust that what you're showing me is actually, you know, the real, like really what's happening. But I also didn't get even like with what she was saying was happening. I didn't get like how long that had, like, has that always been going on? May just be a slow breakdown. That's now like, yeah, I would assume that she means it's been happening since. Uh, and not like happening since, but like since nobody's been there to help make sure that they were staying secure or whatever, you know what I mean? Like that it's slowly but surely happening and now it's getting to the point of whatever. Except that at no point, and I think this is why I didn't quite trust it, it was like, because at no point did you even hint at this. And I don't even mean like what Clark is saying, why didn't you just tell that? I mean, I do, I guess, mean that. Like why wouldn't you had no reason to not be honest about that, I guess, except that you were trying to convince everybody about the city of light and you weren't being honest about what the city of light was anyway. Right. You weren't telling everybody, well, you're basically dying. Cause I'm just keeping your, your, yeah. <laughs> your memories and your conscious alive, but everything, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't even know how you're keeping them alive. If you like, can the AI survive the nuclear meltdown? Doesn't seem like it, but <laughs> maybe that's why she was trying to get herself uploaded into Whatever the other one, I don't even know. I don't. I don't really understand either. Yeah, I I lost. I lost uh, exactly what the, because then you know when Clark makes the decision and then she comes back, you know she says, basically you know like we've well we've sort of solved this problem but we're not, you know we're not out of the woods type of thing, uh, and so it makes it seem like she believes whatever she just saw or, or told us that there's. Uh, that there's a problem, but the, yeah, I just didn't get like how long this has been happening, what caused it to start happening or or when uh, in all of the explanation, I feels like I missed something. I don't think you did, but if if that's going to be their storyline next season, it might be why you didn't get it is what I would say. Yeah. But then ultimately it was like, if this is what's happening and it clearly shows that there, this is happening, not just, you know, at something near where they're at. Uh, right and, and travel is not super easy. So, like, how do you? Uh, I don't know. It, uh, well, it, I would assume it, that maybe they're going to try and figure out a way to travel back up to space. I don't know. <laughs> it it just left. I thought it worked sort of well to wrap up sort of the the season long storyline, but it didn't really point me in a direction of like what might be the conflict of season two, like. You know, like they did at the end of, you know, with, with the, at three, the end of se- at the end of season two, they you know they show you Allie, which you're like, okay, what is that type of thing? And you, uh, and here they present this, the radiation levels rising, but like, is, is that the, I don't know, I don't know that. I would assume that, yes. That whole yeah, that whole thing there was just sort of like left me. Uh, not 
Although I guess well, because last, she's going to struggle now to next season. Nobody else has seen that. Yeah, she's going to so, have to convince people of, of of which. That's where I feel like the only reason that Allie hasn't said it to somebody else is because that means that next season Clark is struggling to get everybody to believe her, as opposed to there was an actual reason Allie wouldn't have said it. I mean, I don't know if that's really true or not, but. I mean, I understand, and I there were parts of the Allie storyline that never really worked for me, and I think that was even true after I saw this finale. The character stuff, the way they interact with you, that's us all still exactly what brings me to the show. So I don't, I can kind of overlook those other things, but I didn't feel like overall this storyline was as good as the previous two, I guess, because I, it, it felt... They went ambitious with it, but I wasn't sure they quite nailed the landing <laughs> or the takeoff. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah, well, it kind of felt... There was some turbulence in the ride. At different points, the season felt a little rushed. Like, all of a sudden, there were things happening where you're like, did we get an explanation for that? Or, like, did we... That type of stuff. And so I guess the finale still sort of felt like that with the... And the the problem for me is... is we've talked about it before. There's a difference in being confused in and how you're confused about something there's there's something that's intriguing that you're you're not quite sure but you're interested like what's going on and then there's the confused where you're just like what I, did i miss something and that's the way i felt at times and even in the you know with the ultimate conclusion of of the season and that's not necessarily uh, a good thing but like you said ray the it's really the character interactions, the whole stuff, you know, the conversations between uh, like Pike and Bellamy, where Bellamy is like, yeah, no, I think we actually were wrong. And Bell and, and Pike is still like, no, we were, you know, we were right at the time or whatever. And uh, Octavia ultimately was like, no, you were wrong, pal. Those different interactions just and, you know, like the, the things we got last week in the previous episode with Clark watching her mo- mom hang herself. But still standing right. strong to not give, you know, even though she could lose her mother uh, type of stuff. Those those situations and the, those types of interactions and, you know, sort of the interactions we got once everybody was, like, disconnected from where they all of a sudden, they still have memories of what they did. But now they have their mm-hmm. other memories back and, every, you know, and, and control back. You know, those those type of that type of stuff all worked sort of the overarching package I think of some of that that caused some of that stuff didn't always work this season. I mean they went big yeah. and I thought right like what you're saying Air is true like I think the things that they really wanted to execute like the things they wanted to explore which are those things I think they nailed it was the the underlying structure of why those things were happening that was a little was never great like I was never that into it in the beginning which maybe is why now that we're at the end, I can't connect the dots because I was literally tuning Ellie and Jaha out when they would be talking. So maybe they were saying things that now I would be like, oh, ha, I get it. But instead, I'm like, I don't remember any, like, I don't remember any of their conversations because I literally was like, ah, I hate this. <laughs> so there's a little bit of, like, I wonder, not enough to go back and watch those conversations again, mind you. <laughs> But I do wonder about it a little, you know what I mean? But I think overall, I think they, that was an issue was that they, they hadn't quite got that 
great that part well done before they I mean because they were just trying to get to those other things that for me those other things are the more important anyway so I can overlook the other stuff but as a result it's not as great it's not as controlled and not as well structured as the first two seasons were for I mean well the first the second half of the first season and then the second season which they had much smaller like there was a much more focused much smaller you know what I mean thing happening yeah. not smaller but you know what I mean like yeah the the threat the whatever was much smaller than it was this season which I kind of hope that and even and even by making it the exploding or the melting nuclear things if that's true even by making it those it does make it a little narrower because you'd only have two choices <laughs> like you can only try to do something to overcome it and not you obviously can't stop all of the nuclear plants from melting down so that's not an option so you either just have to learn, you just decide to live with it or you, well, they blew up Mount Weather, so that's not really an option. <laughs> you find a way to resurrect a Mount Weather type situation, right? Or you find a way to try and get back up to the sky because, so in a way that sets up, I think, an, an interesting conflict for next season for which direction everybody would go uh, and how many people would just totally be like, that's not true. That's not a real thing that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Because, I, I mean, I don't know how the grounders in general can even grasp the concept of those things since they didn't grow up knowing about them. I mean, they know, obviously, about nuclear fallout, but, I mean, in a, I mean, in a sense of we obviously see it happening, right, to the grounders, but do they really comprehend the whole thing enough to believe her? So I don't know. So it sets up a what could be interesting next season. We'll see if that's really where they're going or they're probably going somewhere completely different. And I have no idea. Anyway. I'll catch right. up eventually. And we'll see you on right. uh, Mom, season three, episode 22. Atticus Finch and the downtrodden. Look, I love mom. But if Anna Ferris never has to fake cry again, I won't be upset. <laughs> if you listen to her podcast, you'd understand that that really is true. She herself says it like I can't cry. She's terrible. Yeah, and this episode they had, that was like a major, yeah, a major thing. I did like, like that it allowed for Jamie Presley to be amazing when she was like, "Spit it out!" Like I love Jamie Presley so much. <laughs> I'm just happy. I mean, things don't always really go their way, so I'm happy to see that something is kind of going their way, even though Violet's a horrible, horrible person. I mean, you know. Get it. Her examples are. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I totally get it. Yeah, but that's always the funny thing, though, with those type of things is you see, like, the example. You would think you would head the other direction, and instead, all of a sudden, she, she's just leaning in. She's she's owning it. She's becoming. Yeah, she seems to be uh, following in, in similar footsteps uh, now, uh, as opposed to, you know, at least, I mean, granted, she's done things. <laughs> obviously, she got pregnant at... As a teenager, so, yeah. uh, so you know that cycle uh, continued. But then, it's not necessarily been making the the best choices all the, all the way along. But it it is kind of true. Like now, seems to be almost like has you know had something happen and decides to spend more time partying and getting drunk and stuff like that to uh, uh, to deal with it, which is much like the problems that her her mother. Uh, and grandmother, but I did like the episode where, in the episode where, you know, Bonnie is kind of stepped up, 
you know, she sort of mm-hmm. took control and tried to, you know, put some rules down or something for Violet. Uh, she also, uh, granted, she scammed all of her friends, but it was to get money for her Right, daughter. don't count it in front of it. Yeah, no, I like that. And just little moments where yeah. she realizes that, that what's-her-name has gotten, uh, Christy got the, the scholarship. Like, it's just, I really love how good Allison Janney is because she's incredible. I, I did like the whole speech uh, thing where she's, you know, giving the, you know, sort of the dumb speech that she thinks she needs to give and like nobody's paying attention. But then the mm-hmm. two kids that were also there start ripping up cards because they have like the same, yeah, they had the same thing and as part of their speech. Uh, but then, you know, finally just being like, no, here's the real reason why. Uh, you know, that worked. I, I still continue to really like the show because it hits on these subjects, but it still maintains being funny without, you know, sort of making fun of, you know, the, the situation really. Uh-huh. Uh, and, you know, they I think they ride that serious and humor line really well on the show. And they continue, while characters stumble, they continue to let the characters grow. Yeah. And, you know, and, you know, know, maybe make mistakes and and stuff. But, you know, they're they're letting Christy sort of, you know, lots of things are still not working, but they're sort of giving her like this one thing that's sort of a goal that's working for her. Yeah. I just really enjoy it. I want more people to watch it. I mean, it's not poorly rated and it's still going to anchor Friday or Thursday nights at nine. I just want everybody to embrace it and love it as much as I do because it was a show I did not like in the beginning and now I do. And I want everybody to, to also love it. Is that too much to ask? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think so. Right. Do you watch it, Ray? You love it. I do. I love it. Okay. It's a little close to home sometimes, but I just think they're so good. They're so good together. I think it's so good. I like that it's actually, like, the whole Violet thing really does kind of, like, if you, (laughs) there's a couple of factors that are good there and show continuity in the show. Just, like, the, yes, we've seen previously that Violet does do, like, we think maybe she's a little smarter than (laughs) her mother and her grandmother. But she is kind of following in their past with the pregnancy and the making stupid mistakes and whatever and and just showing in general how if you in if something runs in your family you do have a tendency for it even though it just starts out as you partying or right being upset about a boyfriend it can quickly derail right <laughs> and then i think also it kind of just shows that other side like um the fact that she hasn't been around at all i mean that may just be truly like a cast money thing but at least they've worked it into the story where it's not so surprising that these things are happening because she truly hasn't had a mother figure taking care of her even after the fact that she's had a baby and yeah, <laughs> um, everything else that happened. You know what I mean? Like we're seeing a little bit of the lack of having that strong parenting behind her by how everything's kind of, that's not a good reason people out there. It's an excuse for what she's doing. <laughs> Right. For sure. But you can see how even when Bonnie's trying to parent her in this situation, you can see why, one, she wouldn't listen. Like, why would you listen to these two at this point in your life? But also it's an example of how you don't listen because all along they were never parenting you. 
So you, whatever. So it's kind of an interesting, like it's showing that generational, which is kind of what I love about the whole, I mean, just the name that it's mom. So it's just the different aspects of motherhood. Right. And parenthood, whatever. Guys, it's just so good. Everybody watch or else. Or else. I don't know. It's an empty thread. I have nothing. (laughs) I don't have an or else for you. So that's mom. So Preacher is our last show. Season one, episode one, the pilot. Um, I don't read comics. I don't really know anything about this show. So going in, I was kind of blind. I really liked it. I mean, I think Dominic, what's his name? Cooper. He's captivating. And I love the character. I love the Tulo character. I think she's great. I hated her. Isn't she? She was on S.H.I.E.L.D., right? I hated her on S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, but I kind of loved her here. Jason, what did you think? Or do you know Preacher before this? Like what? No, I, I've i never seen anything or even heard about it until it was announced that they were doing a TV show. And apparently they've taken like a decade to try and get this TV show made because... Yeah, like nobody would make it. Yeah, apparently different people have been trying or different times are trying different ways to turn this into a, a TV show. I thought that I thought that there was a lot of interesting things about the pilot episode. Uh like you said, you know, Dominic Cooper is he's a, he's a good actor and so mm-hmm. he he's good in the in the part. I'm just even after a 90 minute pilot, I feel like I should have a better idea of what the deal is, like what's going on. That's true. I mean, Grant, by the time we get this, we have his, I suppose, an ex-girlfriend in Tulip uh, and then him, uh, you know, back there. And then this other guy that uh, has some, I don't know, is a demon or has is a vampire or can Isn't he like a vampire? Yeah, because then he just jumps out of an airplane with no parachute, which is my favorite part. Yeah, but then like completely explodes, but then eats a cow and it puts his body back together. Exactly. You know, as one does. So obviously he needs some sort of uh, blood to keep his body correct or something like that. Uh, So, you know, not exactly sure what it... And then there's some entity that came from space that's going around and hitting various religious organizations. And are we to assume that that's what came into the small town church? And I would say, yes, that went is what into, we are uh, went into a, uh, uh, Dominic Cooper's character. What's his name? Uh, Jesse. Yeah. Went into the preacher, the preacher, yeah, Jesse, went into, uh, went into Jesse. And then, you know, he wakes up a few days later and he hasn't exploded like everybody else has, including Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tom Cruise. Poor Tom Cruise. <laughs> and so uh, I'm a, I'm not sure what to make of, like, what is this entity and why is he, you know, is it didn't make And my concern about it is, so... my concern is that now it's taking a week off. So we don't even, we're not even going to get a second episode to answer questions yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, to me, it just seemed like for, there was lots of intriguing stuff. There was lots of the fight scene in the bar was really good. The fight scene in the car driving through the cornfield was really good. Like that whole introduction to the Tulip character was really good. Mm-hmm. So there was lots of interesting things in the show that, you know, even the fight scene on the plane, like was an sort of interesting, but you still don't know like what or who that guy is other than 
he saw. And I mean, a, I wouldn't want them to answer it all in the pilot. Well, I wouldn't want them to answer it in the pilot, but it, you'd want to have a little bit of idea as as to what the setup of the of the show is. I mean, from reading the description, ultimately, is these three people end up in the same place and right. you know have to you know deal with something or whatever you know. Uh, and now Jesse obviously has the ability to, I don't know what else he may have the ability to do, but he has the ability to, to tell somebody to do something and then they do it literally, which was sort of a bizarre ending to the episode. Yeah. I, it's one of those shows where I, I thought it was well done, but the the decisions with some of the direction and some of the, like, you know, they're really embracing the fact that they're not this high, like, high um, budget show, you know, it's kind of bare bones in a good way. Um, I think it's interesting. And I mean, it's not like anything I, because I don't have answers to any questions. I'm like, you know, I'm like, I don't really know what's happening, but I enjoyed what I was watching. I have like nothing to add other than I'm surprised by how much I did like it because I'm not like, like I said, I'm not a comic book person. I watch shield, but let's be real. That's nothing. <laughs> and I'm behind on them anyway. <laughs> and Ray is sighing. You should, you should just stay behind on it. Sorry. But I probably will at this point. But so, I mean, it's just, you know, I just wanted to keep it on here because I did want to say that I think it's something worth watching more of because there was just enough there that I'm like, well, now I need to see more episodes because I need to know what is happening. I think it's one of those, like, obviously it doesn't answer questions, but I feel like it also didn't give me any. Like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure, like, what questions i'm supposed to ask i'm not sure like what yeah. questions i'm supposed to be looking or hoping for answers for i just i just think they set up some interesting characters in this you know weird small town yeah uh, where you know they they beat up the new mask town mascot type of thing <laughs> uh, there was lots of you know there was plenty of humor and and stuff but i i, I don't know i still felt uh, like from it being an extended basically two episodes Right. That we would have known more or might have it's had funny a though, better you're idea. Saying that, and Cause I'm it's not only, like, cause it's like only six. You know? Yeah. There's only you, four more coming. That and not knowing, not knowing what questions I have or anything like that. It wasn't enough to make me say, I don't know what I'm watching. I don't know what questions I have to ask. I'm done. Like there was enough yeah. there that I'm like, okay, I don't know what I want to see, but I want to see what comes next. Yeah. But I, I feel like a lot of the, positivity that was out there about it were was from people that have some sort of basic knowledge well see because then i was seeing like people were saying it's so different from the comic yeah. though but that but they felt that it was a good version of it like that they took okay. the right things or the, you know some of the right ideas to portray it while it's not the exact same thing you know we always say that with you know different types of of media different mm -hmm. things sort of work and so it from people that have a background with the comic, they seem to feel that, I mean, I haven't read a lot of stuff. I'm mainly pulling from like headlines and just sort of the general talk out there. Cause I tried not to read uh, too much into it. Cause I wanted to go into it fresh, but the, the positive vibes for it, you know, or the buzz for it seemed to be that they had, while it wasn't the same, they, they pulled some of the right things or, uh, you know, did some of the right mm. things and created an interesting, you know, version of it for the show. Uh, so I don't know. I'm like, like you though, I'm intrigued enough with the first episode or the first two episodes to watch the next four. 
Yeah. So, I mean, we haven't really done justice to, like, whether you should or watch it or not, but I think you everybody well, should I think maybe you, check it out. I think if you like sort of, like, quirky action or, like, mm-hmm. you know, sort of kind of that strange type of thing, because it, it veers between, like, action and comedy and... Yeah. And then just... The comedy's what surprised me. I liked it. And then just, like, you know, strange characters, like, they introduce the kid in the attic with the weird mouth and you have no idea like what like what happened to him or, or or how that happened or something it did i guess it did introduce enough that you want to know more about like this little town and what and what exactly is going on uh, like you said yeah. not it's not in a way where you you watch that and you just went i have no idea i i don't care yeah it's more of a i don't really know but this is kind of intriguing exactly so that's where we are on Preacher. We'll have to report back once we watch a couple more episodes. I never wrote in to say what my reality shows would be for the week, but I just wanted to say I'm happy that um, Matt and his girlfriend won The Amazing Race. I thought that all three final teams were very good, and I would have been happy with any of them. And I was surprised Tyler and Corey didn't win, and they were who I was kind of rooting for, but also anybody that won, I was fine with it. However, there's no reason Michelle should have won Survivor. She's the worst. She's the worst. She won because, like, she was the least of a, I don't know, because she had friends on the jury. She didn't play a good game. Aubrey should have won. I was like, are you kidding me when I saw the final announcement? So dumb. And then the next season is Millennials versus Gen Xers, which is fine. I'm a Generation X myself. Millennials kill me. Just, and maybe not, I don't want to generalize and say all Millennials, but the people they showed as representing the millennial generation on the preview for next season of Survivor, for the first time in 32 seasons, I found myself saying, I might not watch. So Survivor, you're on notice. Food Network star. I'm really glad Matthew is not the comeback person, but I'm so over Martita's shtick. Um, I didn't actually make it through the first episode to see who actually went home, but there are some annoying people and some good people. So I don't have a favorite or a least favorite yet in uh, the new season of Food Network star, but I know I'm not rooting for Martita. Just because she annoys me. She actually knows what she's doing, and she probably would be a good TV host. I just don't like her. What else is on? What other reality shows do I watch? I feel like that's it. I feel like that's all that's worth mentioning today. So that's reality. Hmm. And then I just wanted to get to the TV recommendations because everybody knows it's coming from me because I previewed it two weeks ago. Hulu's Casual, which premieres season two on Tuesday, June 7th. First four episodes are just wonderful and I love it so much and the show does not let me down and I love it and I really need everybody to watch it so watch season one which is all available right now and then season two will release two new episodes on the seventh and then air one episode every Tuesday until August and I'm so happy to have it in my life for this summer and I want you all to see it so when you saw the screeners were available you instantly uh... literally said out loud to my empty office what did I say? I, I said, like, cancel my plans. Nobody was around me. But I literally said it out loud as soon as the, and I replied to Lauren at Hulu, and I was like, yeah, literally just said out loud, cancel my plans. And she's like, I say this not as someone who has to work on the show. Like, she's like, I was so excited to send this email because I want people to see it. I was like, yeah, I love it so much. I love it so much. And Tommy Dewey is maybe taking over as Kyle, as the love of my life. Sorry, Kyle Bornheimer, but Tommy Dewey is, not a show killer. That's my TV recommendation. And it looks like you guys don't have any. 
No, I don't. I don't really have one this week. I was just looking at the, uh, you know, the DVDs and saw that uh, Two Guys, a Girl, and a Pizza Place comes out on my birthday next month. So, oh. so you're gonna buy it for me for your birthday present, <laughs> Ray? For my birthday, I got you a present. <laughs> just kidding. Um, just kidding. She's not kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding, uh, but. <laughs> <laughs> Jason doesn't have to buy it for me, but you, dear listeners, I didn't get my pizza tonight, so come on. God, pizza, I'm so sad. That's our recommendation. Anyway. Listener feedback. And then my friend uh, Chris got a pizza, and he sent me a picture of it, and it looks so good. <laughs> so we, we have some listener feedback to add this week. Two oh, people boy. commented. No, they're good. They're good, I promise. Entertaining, exclamation point. Five stars on iTunes from Brandon TBM from just USA. He gave this just this past week. He wrote a great way to break up the day by listening to this enjoyable and entertaining podcast. Brandon, I'm glad we could um, be that for you. Thank you for your feedback. And then small business blitz from Australia commented on April 28th, 2016. Fantastic show. Five stars. Definitely a great source of TV guide. Well done, Jason. And keep it up. A must subscribe podcast for everyone. So thank you for the reviews. If you'd like to leave us a review on iTunes, you can go to tvtimes3.com slash iTunes, which should take you directly to the TV Times 3 page in iTunes or the podcast app, depending on what devices you are using or device you're using. The checks you can in find the mail, guys. Yeah, the checks. <laughs> uh, but don't rely on me to send it because I always take three weeks to send stuff. You can find links to our recommendations and the news stories we talked about, as well as where you can find all three of us online in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 324. Next week, Jason will be joined by John Colbon from the Sci-Fi Movie Podcast and our old friend Ivy, Ivy West, at Dorv on Twitter. Yeah, we'll probably be talking about the Arrow and Flash season finales, among a few other things. Okay. Since those, right. are, those are happening this week. Yeah. Hmm. And I'm 75,000 episodes behind, so I'll never watch them. <laughs> there you have it. There you have it. Now... I'm going to go make my chicken because I didn't get my free pizza. And I wish you all a wonderful evening. You have a good night as well. All right, bye. Bye. Bye.